I got into this because I'd had enough. I was fed up, but I got to put my words into action because I felt that at that moment when I spoke to the board of supervisors, there was millions of people listening. As I've sort of become a leader in this movement, I've realized that people want nothing more than to get on board to get their freedom back. If my voice gets heard and helps people, then this has all been well worth it. If my kids have a better America to live in, then this is absolutely worth it. I really don't like this stuff. I never wanted to be part of a production or a movie or, you know, I'd rather be out in the fields fighting somebody. This is the way that we fight. If this is the way that we inspire uh, people to move forward and, and to come on board with us, you know, for the win, then I'll be here. So. All right. We're getting good at this stuff now. Yeah. You know, it's taking us. You're, you're really good at smart water pitches. Smart water pitches you know. <laughs> Sponsored? I think at this point, it's just tap water in a smart water bottle. Yeah. You know, I do have, I do have my coffee, though. Yeah. For sure. Hey, so. that's local from mm -hmm. the Harst. That's right. It is. It is. You know, and that's a good stuff, actually. Yeah. I like yeah. their food a lot. And they have a ton of locations now around here. Yeah, they do. You know? Yeah. So, so we have a pretty cool guest today. Heck yeah. You know, uh, Juan Damaris. And you might have seen him on Tucker Carlson. He's been on CNN. Although I watched that CNN interview, you know. Well, that's the one that, yeah. that sprung it all. Yeah. And um, everyone always asks me, why the heck did you talk to CNN? They're not, the, they're not your type of, mm -hmm. of folks and everything. And I'm like, well, that's exactly why I talked to them. You know, because yeah. I knew that if I got, I got into it with them on CNN, because I just knew our, our opinions were going to vary. I knew yeah. it. And so I'm like, well, then someone else is going to see this and it's going to get bigger than... And you, see, you know, um, I think maybe like two days before a CNN affiliate, a local Sacramento one, yeah, um, aired like a real quick one about me. Like, no, I'm, I'm because <clears throat> I was going to open up on May 1st. Yeah. So she wanted to call me before May 1st. And then because of that, Tucker Carlson called me on May 1st. Because so, he saw that interview. Right, right. And I think, I think he even said something about that. And he said, man, you know, <laughs> that's such a garbage deal that they did to you, you know? Yeah. I think, I, I, to be honest and, with you, to be perfectly honest with you, I think the CNN one was was good. I thought yeah. it was a good one. I thought it was a great interview, but yeah. she obviously. I think she was holding. I think bet, she was holding you know? back. Yeah, but but you definitely know when you're talking to CNN, you know they're right. going to take that story and they're going to use it. Right. Not not against you, but you know they're they're left leaning. You they're know, slanted right. for sure. They yeah, they yeah. want to make us look like we're a bunch of you know redneck idiots and like yeah. we don't know what we're talking uneducated. about. Uneducated, uneducated. Yeah. You know, you're not even a medical profession. And don't forget terrorists. Right, yeah, right. Don't forget that one. Yeah, if, they, if she, that's if insurrectionist, she could, right? Yeah, if she could. She would have called me racist. You know, like yeah. it's just ridiculous. You know, um, but so she, tell me a little bit about how'd you end up on CNN? Some people watching might be like, oh yeah, man, that's that's the guy. And then some people might be like, hey, I don't quite know the story here. Well, you know, so, so so real quickly, um, you know, April. April 1st through like the 4th, Vacville PD kept on coming to my shop because I wouldn't close down because when they, when they said this, I'm like, no way, this, they're, they're, this is not right. There's no one dead on the streets. You know, this is not a pandemic. Um, I think we're getting played. You know, like I was a highway patrolman before. I was a Marine before. Mm -hmm. So I could kind of – I'm not saying that the training made me like the, a know-it-all, but I'm like, this isn't adding up. You have a pretty good sense. Right, right. Yeah, we get, yeah. They give us a good sense of what's going on. I've seen th things that when they go bad, and that, it wasn't bad – so, um, you know, but I, I definitely wasn't trying to like raise a flag and be like, F you guys, we're, I'm here. No, yeah. we were like super quiet. We ordered blinds really quick. <laughs> we were trying to be, Undercover brother. We yeah, were trying yeah. to be cool, but dude, every single na like nail salon, salon, barbershop in our town started telling on us. And it wasn't even like, you know, the good citizens of Vacaville. It was like fellow shop owners. I want to talk that's, about that's that for a second. second. Well, that's, that's the, worst the problem part. is because they, they don't have... They don't have any courage or any moral fortitude in themselves to stay open and see what it is. And so when they see some of that does, it's like, oh, it's attack, it's attack, it's attack. Well, yeah, the, it threatens them. It threatens it's them. questions their move, which right. a lot of people don't want to be threatened. Don't I you, hate don't that. You think I hate that worse even than the government bothering you. Me yeah. too. And, yeah. and we, we talked about this, Woody, you know, where yeah. I said, man, this is a real Gestapo ride. This is the stuff that scares me. And it's, 
eerily, you know, reminiscent of history here. It's, it's not the government. It's not the, the police, the patrols coming to get you. It's your fellow well, citizens. Well, the thing about this, especially now that we can look back at it now, the thing is they, the government was just like, let's just throw this out there and see what happens. And and it was the citizens. They ran with it. That, yes. that ran, ran away yeah. with it. And yeah. no one was, no again, it, especially at the, at the time, no one had the mental fortitude to be like, whoa, the guy's like, we have rights. We're free men. We're yep. free women. Um, this shouldn't be happening. Right. And, and no one would say it. And I, like I said, on some level, I was even trying to be quiet about it, right? Because, you know, um, COVID, t- right away, I, I, t- I even told everyone, I'm like, this is just the flu, guys. Yeah. Every, everyone, people yeah. die, especially old people, and, and, they and, die. And maybe a worse version, maybe a version that affects right. a little bit differently, different symptoms, you know? An, it's just but, an but unknown it's, version. Yeah, absolutely. It's an unknown version. And so, so you know, I'm like, I wasn't trying to be an ultra a-hole, but I'm yeah. like, okay, let's just chill. But we still got to make a living. Like my guys yeah. are all young fathers. They're all young um, yep. mothers. You know what I mean? Yep. Like yep. they're they're young people that that, and we don't we don't have we don't pay into unemployment. Mm-hmm. We don't pay into social security. Right. We don't pay. So we have zero coming to us. Nothing. Yeah. We right. have no benefits, and we couldn't go to the unemployment office. We didn't get fired. We didn't have an employer. Sure. We're independent sure. contractors. Right. And right. people will say, "Oh, there's <clears throat> these loans and there's government programs, you know, that you can do, and that's all great." But at the end of the day, that money runs out. You well. Know? First it of should. All, first of all, I don't know one <laughs> yeah. single barber or salon girl that got. So I think August fourteenth was when barber salons, nail technicians, finally got some sort of like help, right? Yeah. Like, oh shoot, you guys aren't on the unemployment thing. Let's help you. Uh, here's one hundred sixty-seven dollars a week, Jeez. and that's it. You know, yeah. We don't care if you have twenty kids, one kid, no kid. Sure. It's one sixty-seven. Who can live on one hundred sixty-seven dollars? Can't even buy groceries. You can't. Yeah. Even, and and then on top of that, you couldn't qualify for food stamps. You can't get. You know, there's zero help. So there's really no help. So they tell you, hey, you know what? Depending on the government, there's programs out there for you, but there's really not. There's not. You know? And at the end of the day, even if there was, I think they are attacking our our, our soul, right? You know, that the part of our soul that says, hey, you know what? I want to go to work. I want to make a living. I don't want to depend on the government. Right. You know? Well, and, and I think that's what's so disturbing about when it's citizen against citizen. Because it's, wait a second, you're, we're all supposed to believe in our freedoms and uphold each other to that and not be tattling and going, well, big, big brother, yeah. come look over here. It's like, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. It should not be that way. Uh, I got Jews in my basement over here, you know, and yeah, it's like, you yeah. know, people hate when we draw the, the contrast or the comparison, I guess, to Nazi Germany, but this is a playbook. They're following the exact same yep. playbook, you yep. know, yep. just because we don't have uniformed uh, military, you know, uh, SS, you know, walking around going to shops, you know. Well, the, the why, do they, why do they need it when he's getting yeah. well, ratted that's the, on? And that's the difference. Absolutely. That's the difference. Like everyone in Vacaville got to see that played out. Vacaville PD came into my shop like three or four times. At first, they were super cool. Like, hey, guys, we're just supposed to tell you we're educating you. I'm like, hey, man, thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. Everyone knows I'm like the most law enforcement, military-friendly business sure. in, in the area. Sure. Um, we cater to more cops, firemen, military than any other shop. I mean, that's yeah. what we, we do. That's our yeah. niche, right? Sure. And Air, Travis Air Force Base is right there. Perfect. And so these guys are still coming in, getting haircuts on the low, just like we're yeah. giving them to them yeah. on the low. And then, you know, on duty, they're coming in. They're like, hey, dude, sorry, bro. We got, I'm like, hey, man, thanks thanks for coming. Like, it's just education. There's no enforcement behind it. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So I think I did that one too many times. And finally, a, a captain came in. This is probably like April 6th. Mm-hmm. You know, we're into it, um, into the actual shutdown. You know, and he's like, hey, man, if you don't shut down, I'm going to figure out a way to get misdemeanors you're all over the radar everyone in town hall is like talking about you like and i'm like hey you know like we're trying to be quiet we're trying to be cool like everyone you know, like, now, was he cool by the time he came in or he, by that no. point he was like no he was he wasn't trying to be cool and, I'm like, and i told him like hey captain and his name is matt Lydon. i'm like hey dude i did the same job you did before you know like i i appreciate it i respect cops and i'm like who do you think's giving all your guys haircuts right now yeah and he's like well that's another issue i'm like it is it's the same issue you guys Get to go home. You guys get to get your paychecks. Yeah. You guys have you missed a check? No, yeah. they, they haven't missed anything, right? Yeah. And, and so then on top of it, I'm like, hey man, and I told them this specifically. I'm like, you know, when I swore the oath of office, it was to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to the governor. It wasn't to the mayor of Vacaville. To my boss. It wasn't to you know <laughs> Captain Lydon. It was to uphold the Constitution. And constitutionally, I'm allowed to make a living. Yeah. And I'm going to provide for my. No one's going to tell me I can't provide for my my family. No one's going to tell me that. Beautifully you said. Know, I've earned. Yep. I've earned that right. You know. Um, I hate that that essential non-essential thing. Right. That they were saying and, and that this business is essential. I don't even think you have to earn that right. I think that's a right that's God given from birth. You know? Right. So yeah. it's not. Well, that's what I was going to say. Different. I earned it by <laughs> by being born on sure. American soil. Absolutely. Yep. So I'm an American, and this Constitution covers me, and 
Everything else is is like void until you make. And so and that's another problem with me for that I see is that Governor Newsom has had, let's call it the first month. Okay, you had a month of emergency powers. Fine, whatever. Give up. Like, but once you give someone emergency powers, they don't want to give it back. They, <laughs> that's the they, thing about government. It's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> no. that once you give it, they don't want to give it back. And then nothing. So it's like, well, then you've had over a year now to create legislation, and guess what? There's still no legislation created. You know why? Because it's bull. Yeah. Because it's not it's not constitutional. It's not we sound. Can say, we can say bullshit. On here. Yeah, it's okay. bullshit. <laughs> it's, there's no there's no sound there's no sound reason to create legislation to to. Like, well, and I've been saying that from the beginning. A blanket, up. a blanket shutdown. Everybody could have come up with that plan, right? And there is a difference There's, from coming from the firefighter world. People want to hand off that state of emergency because all the responsibility r- rides on now that incident command post. That's mm-hmm. a ton of pressure. Mm-hmm. That incident commander doesn't take it lightly. Am I moving people out of their homes or not? Mm-hmm. For some reason, there's a huge disconnect with Newsom, and it's always that. And the, and the question I wanted to ask: Did you have anyone die from your shop? No, nope. you were open through the thick of it. The entire time we haven't closed one day in a pretty right. big town. So, Vacaville is a lot bigger than right. than here. You know, right. and we're still open. We're still open. Yeah. We're still cutting. And now you have a shop in Vacaville, a shop in uh, Wairica, um, Dixon, and Winters. Di- okay, perfect. So I have four shops. I've opened right. those shops in under four years. Good job. So you know, like, and that's another thing. This is a huge investment. Like, I didn't, I didn't just open a door and and not. I, I spared no expense. It yeah. kind of reminds me of this place. Like awesome. everything I did, I I did it with you know. Pride and, and I spared no expense because I wanted it to be the best uh, shop around. How'd you get into barbering? It's the Marine Corps. Yeah, I just became the barracks barber, and then um, I was kind of good at it. And I actually made more money as a barracks barber than I did as a Marine. As a Marine, at first, at first, that's not surprising. At first, I was a you know, I was a young boot, yeah. and I was cutting people's hair, and I'm like. They're like, hey, man, let me give you a pizza or a beer because we're in 29 Palms. There's nothing oh, else yeah. out there, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, okay, cool. I'll have a pizza of beer. My gunny comes in like the next weekend, and I have like 26 packs of beer and a yeah. bunch of pizza boxes. All yeah. He's like, what the, you know, what yeah. is this? Yeah. He's like, you're supposed to have one six-pack. And I'm like, gunny, everyone's paying me. <laughs> pay me a beer. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you need, to start, you need to start charging them a couple bucks and don't get the beer. So then I start charging everyone like three bucks, right? Giving them well, that was back when you can go to Oceanside. Well, I mean, I'm talking about Camp Pendleton, yeah. right? Or, or you go out at a, a town of 29 Palms and get a haircut for four bucks. You yeah. Know? So I started charging everyone three bucks, and they still brought the beer and pizza because there was nothing else to do out there. <laughs> 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 no, I'd rather have awesome. the beer and pizza. If you give me the money, now i got to go into town and buy the pizza. Well, now. I was giving everyone yeah. these terrible, yeah. you know, find out where their cover is and yeah. right to their cover and yeah. get them to, to Monday, right? But then I just started getting good at it. And, it's all, and then it became a, a big hobby of mine. I, I still did it when I was a cop. I got That's out, cool. and then um, when I got injured on the highway patrol, the highway patrol had to retrain me. And they're like, "Hey, what, what do you want to what do you want to go?" And I'm like, "Well, what can I do?" And they're like, "Anything but be a cop." I said, like, "You guys sent me to barber school." I'm like, yeah. So I went to barber school, and four years ago, I became a barber, and boom, I just That's awesome. I bought a shop maybe like three or four months before I graduated barber school in winters. Yeah. I ended up changing like a water heater, and it was like black mold all throughout the whole entire shop. It's not a big shop. It's like 650 square yeah. feet. So I just gutted it down to the studs and redid it. And I'm like, wow, like I didn't even think, I didn't know how it came out like that, but it did. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm going to make any shop that I open. And, and that's fun, right? You're like, yeah, man, I did something, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I got a lot of pride. In it. And that's another thing too. Like people want to say that barbers are not essential. We're the oldest profession in the world, next mm-hmm. next to prostitution, yeah. right? And you know, I, I'm not a good enough looking guy to shake my neck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's so barber and I'm, I'm gonna do barber the back room. I'm gonna make some. I'm yeah. gonna make some. And, I, and to be honest with you, I make fantastic money. I thought when I left the highway patrol that I'm like, fudge, I'll never get a job where I make that much money for such a fun, easy thing. Mm-hmm. Barbering blows it away. That's amazing. Blows it away, like. Well, I mean, Woody's been, geez, I mean, you go to Woody's barbershop any given time, and, and I, I went, there, yeah. there's not an empty, empty Well, you know what? If I, if I would have known that, I would have gone straight out of the Marine Corps. I would have, owned, I was, I would have started yeah. opening shops. I would have had 20 shops by now. Just People are going to watch this. We're going to have a bunch of new barbers now. No, <laughs> it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun career. You get to go, to go to work. You have tattoos. You can grow out your facial hair. You can talk you shit. Yeah. And, and you know what? <laughs> the cool thing about barbering is that the guys that go to Woody's shop are guys like Woody. Yeah. And it's like this cool little filter where you get to like 
No one comes in that doesn't like you yeah. or like likes cool. your opinion. Yeah. yeah. So I get to be around cool American patriots, you know, military guys, cops, firemen. You know what I mean? Like just good. You know, good I, 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 I think it's a, it's something that's kind of gotten lost over the years, you know. But in towns like this, it's still very existent. When I was a kid, my dad would only allow me to get my hair cut at a barber shop. Well, yeah, you know? of course. Be- because there, there's something cultural about it, you know. Yeah, there there's something like, no, you know, you got to go in here and you tell the barber, all right, cut his hair. JFK style was always John F. Candy haircut, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and that was it. And I love it. You go into Woody's barber shop now, and that's a man's world. It's you know? a man's world, and and barbers have their ear to the to the ground like no other. Because because we service. Oh, if I everyone. want to know what's going on in this county, you go to that barber shop. Yeah, you, yeah. we service yeah. everyone, and which, so which the sentiment you were probably hearing is, "Thanks for being open. You should be." Yeah, and my I would that's well, a fair assumption, or well, what the, were you getting? So so at first, so after that after that guy the captain came in, mm-hmm. we kind of I'm like, hey guys, you know, because my guys are all real young. Sure. They're they're not like me. Yeah, they're uh, they're uh, I don't know more worldly, if you will. Yeah, just younger. Sure, guys, it's a are, different generation. Right, right. And so I'm like, hey guys, you don't have to stick around. I'm like, you know, I'll fight this and I'll cover. You don't pay, don't pay me rent. Yeah. I'll get through this. Yeah. But, but my chair is going to cover my three shops at the time. Sure. So I'm like, just, just do what you, you can cut from home. Just, mm-hmm. I don't want you guys to get in trouble. So then, um, so I kind of cut on the low. I'm by myself. And then, I, so, so the reason I did this was because there's like this little, this little Facebook forum of like salon ladies, you know. Mm-hmm. None of them were barbers, and I just happened to be part of this thing. And they were just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, and they were just ragging on each other. Like, some people were like, "I can't keep on being closed," you know, blah blah blah. I want to open, and people were like, "You know, you want to kill my grandmother?" Ah, you know, oh, like, I've, I've killed a lot of grandmothers yeah. last year. You know, yeah. Jesus. And then they're like, "Oh, you know, like you don't care, you don't care, you don't care." And then there's other girls that are on there. This is what really tugged at me was like, I can't, "I'm paid. This is my second month. I'm paying rent, and I'm not allowed to be there." Like, I'm going to lose my spot, though. And so I kind of started asking these girls, like, hey, why are you paying rent for something you're not allowed to do? Sure. I'm like, why are these owners charging you? And I'm like, don't don't pay them. Yeah. I'm like, when things are good, they don't help you out. They don't give you a piece of their profit, right? Of course. So when the, the risk is high, why are you paying for their loss? Absolutely. You know? And I get it. I get it. Like You try to do the right thing. I think, you know. Everyone tries to do the right thing. You know, like, these these landlords... Uh, you know, are, are still want their money. Yeah. PG&E still wants their money. You know, everyone still wants their money. So everyone's trying to figure it out. And but and I just keep on saying, I'm like, like I said, I, I sat there. So like now it's like April 25th and I'm like, this is not going to end. We've already passed the 14 days. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. now we're going up on 30 days. Now mm-hmm. they're talking about. It, it felt like our foot was in a bear trap and we're like, this oh, is, yeah. Yeah, we're, not, we're not getting out of this anytime soon. So then I, I remember watching the news and Newsom went on the news and he's like, I don't even want to talk about salons right now. He's like, we're not going to get to salons and barbershops until about August. And boom, I was just like, nope, I'm done. So you mentioned something in that interview I watched, and it makes a lot of sense. And we've been saying this already, you know, where with me with the bar and restaurant, you guys with the barbershops, you know, we're already held to such a high hygienic standard. You know, yeah. you, you, you ha- I mean, we get checked on all the time. The health department comes in, they, they got to check our facilities, right? So <clears throat> you're going to punish an industry or industries that are already held to a standard where cleanliness is probably far above and beyond any other industry. You know, why not start with the ones that probably need to clean up a little bit and then, right. you know, yeah. I mean, well, I mean I, I'm do, not advocating they, they do, do any of it at all. We but, do 1600 hours of barbering school just to mm. get a license. That's 1600 hours. That's 10 months of school. Sure. I didn't even do 10 months to become a cop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And really, they don't they don't give one crud how good you cut hair. No. They don't care it's one bit. About All they care about is sanitation. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting 10 months of sanitary training from the state of California, <laughs> and then the state of California decides that the most sanitary industries in in the state yeah. are are to blame for COVID-19. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, th- he tried to even trace it back to, oh, it started in a salon. It started in a salon. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> it didn't start in no salon. <laughs> what are you guys talking you know? about? Yeah. And... I mean, here's, here's the deal is after the first couple of weeks, once we all saw that, shoot, this is going to be a long-run type of deal, then we started to move to action, right? And right. This, this, I think, is why we're sitting here today is because everybody in this room, you know, Lonnie has a gym, you know, you guys with the barbershops, we were at the bar. We all said, hey, you know what? We're not shutting down. We're, we're going to stay open. And now what are the enemy, the opposition, if you will, I don't like the word enemy, but the opposition at this point is using against us is like, hey, you all did better over COVID, you know? I'm like, yeah, but that's because we stood up. Right, you know, right. and then at some point, I stopped feeling sorry for the business owners that weren't willing to stand up. Like, oh, they closed. Nobody closed your shop. You closed your shop. Exactly. You know what we yeah. didn't do though? I didn't ask for no PPE. Yeah. I didn't ask for no loans. 
I just took care of it myself. I didn't ask any. I paid all my bills on time. Yeah. And my landlords aren't upset about it. PG&E's not upset about it. I'm, yeah. You know what I mean? So I did what I had to do to cover what I had to cover and keep my family comfortable like like I like I promised to do for them. Sure. Which is what, you know, you know a, a moral citizen following right. the Constitution, there's the picture of you wouldn't right. need all that money floating right. around from the government side. Right. It's, some people say it's too idealistic and we'll never hit it, but here's an example of hitting it. Right. Same with me. I paid as much as I, I paid my rent for sure and as much mm-hmm. as I could to my employees during that one month shutdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, people, and it floated them. It was yeah. enough. They didn't have yeah. to collect unemployment. Well, we yeah. did the same thing, and you know, and, and here's the deal. There's nobody sitting here who's going, "Hey, you shouldn't take this money." You know, that money—that's our money. We got to remember that. That's our taxpayer money that we put into these programs. You know, right, so they're right. just giving us some of our money back. Right. You know, so I don't fault anybody. You took that money, great. Right. But at the end of the day, don't use that to hook me into this government system where now I'm dependent on you. Yeah. Indefinitely. Yeah. yeah. That's what oh, we don't absolutely. want. You know? Absolutely. It's like they're so, talking. They're talking right now. I just saw this morning that uh, starting in July, the child tax credit. If you have kids under seven, you get three hundred a month now. Oh, is that right? Uh, Just straight month. money? Yeah. yeah, straight money. And if they're between seven and seventeen, you get two fifty a month per kid. So let I mean, me, let, about me social let me run, let me run into something by you guys. So yeah. hard, I, I can't even. Yeah. So <laughs> when I was when I was transferring from the highway patrol to becoming a barber, I my um the state has like a system where like if you're injured, they pay you for two years at half your pay, no taxes, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, they expect you to be retired. Well, my retirement wasn't even close. My, my two years was up. I literally was like, oh, okay, so now what do I do? They're like, I don't know. And so <laughs> I went to like Social Security. I went to unemployment. I went to everywhere. And I'm like, hey, I, I don't have any money. I have three kids I'm paying yeah. for. Like, what do I do? And they're like, well, you don't pay into that. So sorry. You're out of luck. You're out of luck. I'm like, wait, wait. You guys don't understand. Like, I, I have a house. I have all these like, and I have no yeah. money coming yeah. in my room. I, I've been begging CalPERS to finish my retirement, but it's not finished. Sure. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. CHP is like, you know, you're not part of, you're not our problem anymore. You know what I mean, we did our part, right? Mm-hmm. And and they may be right or not. So, long story short, I you know I, I ended up having to go get food stamps. I had to go get I had to move out of my house and move into a low income apartment where I was paying a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And then thankfully at the time, one of my buddies maybe like three or four months before this was like, hey, didn't you get um, injured in the Marine Corps, I got shot in the leg in Iraq, yeah. and um, so, so didn't you get injured? Um, and I'm like, yeah, I, I fell off this building. I got I got injured, and they're like, well, you can get a rating. So I got like a sixty percent rating. Nice. So thankfully, that that gave me like twelve or fifteen hundred bucks, whatever it was. And, so, and, and talk about that for a second, because there's so many veterans, including myself, that still haven't filed claims. With the VA, because when we got out of the Marine Corps, I, I was still a young man. They didn't even and, tell and, me about and, it. And, and I felt healthy. I felt like, you know, I don't want to go. And, and like, well, you're going to want to because someday you're going to get a little bit older and all that stuff in your head is going to start messing with you. You're going to, you know, mm. we've talked about this PTSD stuff. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and you come from yeah. your line of work as well. And it's not until we get a little bit older that we say, hey, man, maybe we should start filing I, I feel like. So for the veterans that are listening to this, you know, who are like, hey, yeah. you know what? I've, I've never gone and actually, you know, uh, gone through that process of filing claims and doing that. You know, tell me a little bit about that, what that was like. If you don't, if you don't, if you, if you don't utilize your benefit, then it's not a benefit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, we, we earn those benefits. You know what I mean? We, we sacrifice a lot. Also, also um, for the Marine Corps, especially, like you, if you're in the Air Force, you get out of the Air Force right now, you get a 0% retirement yeah. disability right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that just means, like, you don't get payments or anything, but you're like, hey, in case something comes up, a you're 0%. in the system. Yeah. Right. Zero. And at 0%, your kids still get to yeah. go to college yeah. for free. Sure. You know, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, right? But they don't even tell us about that. TAPS is, I think they... Tap and tap. And, yeah. yeah, they're like, get out. And we're yeah. just so happy to get out. <laughs> <at the time. laughs> and, and, and nobody's paying attention, you know? So, so for those who don't know, the Marine Corps sends you to this, uh, I don't know what it stands for, Tap and Tap, you know, where about three months before... You're ready to get out of the Marine Corps. Actually, no, it's about six months, right, before you get out of the Marine Corps. For they me, send, it's like a month. They, they send you to, well, that's because you probably didn't pay attention and didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But but we send the Marines through this, and what it is, it's a transition uh, class, right? It, it's here's the things that are available to you when you go out. But like you're saying, none of us listen. You're sitting yeah. there. You're just like on your phone. You're doing whatever else, you know. Yeah. You're not listening to the actual information because you think, oh, that stuff doesn't apply to me, you know. I'm healthy. I yeah. feel fine, you know. Yeah. But the, the point of the story was that, that so – I got a small VA benefit. I'm in low-income housing. I'm yeah. getting food stamps. You know, I had enough money from um, my vacation time and I where I paid off every single bill before I got to this point, right? Yeah. So that next eight months or whatever it was that I was 
floating and not doing anything before they sent me to barber school was the easiest eight months of my life. Like, yeah. like I was living large. Like, like it was weird because I had all day with my kids. Sure. I had little to no bills. Yeah. And they were taking, they were taking care of me. Like I was like, damn, this is so easy. Right. So, so it would have been easy what, to stay in that. And it would have been easy to stay in that. I could have just gone to barber school, failed it a couple of times. But then, you know, I have like ambition. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You got to try no, hard. You got to think called pride. You know? <laughs> yeah. I got this thing called Self-respect. Pride. Right. Yeah. And you know, like I was embarrassed going, when I went to have to go claim food stamps, I, I almost cried, you know, cause I'm like, damn, like I, I never wanted to claim food stamps. It's also yeah. you should be proud of, right? Yeah, it's it, not, but pe- people use it as like, oh, I got food stamps. I'm like, cool. I'm like, you know what? It, it should be a somber moment that you've gotten to a point in your life where, hey, you know what? I need some assistance. That's great. Uh, you know, it's humbling. Well, I definitely, but I'm um, going to use that to. I definitely paid into it enough, right? Yeah. So, so there was that in the back of my life. Like, sure. Well, I mean, this is a benefit that, like my money. that I paid into, right? Yeah. And everyone else yeah. is using it. Right. I, I actually need it. So, I, you know, I need it. And when I didn't need it, I got off of it, right? Yeah. And so now I'm working. And so I've come from. And, and that's what this thing is about. Like, the left wants us to get so comfortable with their care of us that that we oh, yeah. we hand off our rights. Sure. Like, hey, oh, I mean, it's just the Constitution. Who cares, right? Yeah. right. I mean, well, it's uh, like you're saying, it's a lot easier to sit at home, home on the couch, you know, and have yeah. all day with your kids. Yeah, yeah that sounds pretty dang good. Well, yeah, know? it does, yeah. but it's it, it's not a good example to them. Yeah, it's not a good. Example. Oh, it's not good for the heart. It's, it's not, not good, good for the. It's not, it's not I mean, we're for, men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're men. We're the providers. We're the protectors of our families. Yeah. And I know that's so. Well, what, so what, what a toxic state. Yeah. That what that a toxic is. masculine. <laughs> yeah. what you a, know. Uh, that's a, I know a guy that was a pro baseball player. You know, and he retired, and he went to another friend of mine, Alan Gill's, got a mm-hmm. septic tank business. Yeah. And he he asked him for a job, and he's like, "Oh yeah." And he said, "Man, he was the best employee. You know, he was there fifteen minutes early, half hour early, ready to roll." He goes, and after about a year. I found out this retired baseball player was getting like four hundred thousand a year retirement, Jeez. and he said. And I asked him, "What the heck are you doing digging septic tanks, man?" And he goes, "Hey, I got boys yeah. at home, and they need to see their dad mm-hmm. get up and go to work. They mm-hmm. don't need to see me in my fuzzy pants." Yeah. 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 That's, that's pretty <laughs> noble. Yeah. Yeah. What, what an incredible testament. Yeah. yeah, you know, like men like that are getting more and more rare. Yeah, you know, like yeah. being real, like you know passionate about providing for your family is so yeah. rare and we have these problems in our society and 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 you could you could point it back to family. these fatherless children you know exactly. what i mean on on in every nationality and yeah. every you know status of of life if a child is fatherless there's there's a problem oh man there's yeah. gonna be a problem sure and so you know and that's another thing i can't stand about guys that don't want to take take responsibility for their children and and have oh, yeah. their time that they're they're allowed to have with them. See, just, now, now we're getting to the root of the problems, you right. know, because we're in the business, yeah, I think, in our country of uh, dealing with symptoms, you know, and by the time we're dealing with stuff, we're really just putting Band-Aids on, on mm-hmm. issues yep. that yep. we're never getting to the root of. And we've talked about this quite a bit, Lonnie, yeah, on, on and offline about uh, deal with fathers and, and yep. the, the male influence on children, you know, and you're right. It's something that's going to be long lost here. I said this a time ago, and... You know, probably about five years ago, and people thought I was crazy. I said, we're going to come to a time in, in our in our lives where we won't be able to tell a difference between a man or a woman, and if we can tell a difference, we won't be able to talk oh, about God, that right. difference. Well, they don't right, want you, you know? to tell the difference. They don't yeah. want you. If, if you tell the difference, I mean, it, 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 we're instantly racist. Somehow they're tying race into, yeah. into whether... <laughs> into gender. Yeah, into gender. Yeah. So yeah. everything, any that's, the very first, that's their go-to right now. You're racist. You're, I'm like, man, you guys are going to have a hard time... Proving me to be a racist. This, this, sure. is, I, this is all by design, too. Yeah, sure. It's not like we just accidentally got here. I mean, the no. family units well, uh, under Well, assault, and that's the yeah. thing, too, guys. Like, if they did it this time, they're, they're going to do it again. Oh, sure. They're going to do it again. What he said this the other day, and, and it made so much sense to me because sometimes we get into this fight. I'm like, okay, we're fighting for what they did to us over the last year, but that's not really what we're fighting. We're fighting because they can turn this on again. Now, now they've created a switch. It's a light switch where they can turn it on and off anytime they want. So if they want to do this again to us next year, five years, ten years from now, do it to our kids, you know. Well, I mean, look, and, and look at it'll how be the, easier next time. Super easier. Well, yeah. and, and everyone made it so easy. The church super disappointing. Like, mm. how, how are you going to close your doors to yeah. your people? Uh, why is a barber the guy in town that's leading the way? Why? Why isn't it at the church? We have like exactly. these religious freedoms. pastors standing up, you know, yeah, the old black these, robes. We have these, there has been there's some, some crazy but, yeah. religious freedoms that we've had. I mean, this country's based on. Mm-hmm. They should have been the leaders of this. It shouldn't have been barbers. You're, you're, you know? you're absolutely right. You know, and we've talked. But they about made it this. easy. They made it, and so when the church gets 
gets um, persecuted, which is going to happen, right? Sure. If we all believe in in, yeah. in the, what the Bible says is going to happen, well, they just they just that's a step to make it easier because oh, next yeah. time they're going to close down the church for two years, Absolutely. and then they're going to say, hey, no, just online services, and then they're going to say, hey, well, online services are are no good anymore. You're, you're uh, offending people with your message, yeah, and people, yeah. you know, we'll take we'll take your five hundred one c three, and they'll make that a civil rights issue because they'll say that it's inflammatory language, you know, that you know Attack somehow if, if you're teaching if you're teaching what the Bible teaches. Then that's not in line with their with their agenda, you know, and it's uh, making people uncomfortable. Oh, and then and then they're gonna regulate them just yeah. like they do barbers. Oh, oh, yeah. you guys want to preach this church? Okay, well then you need sure. to have this kind of license, and this is what the sermon needs to say. And they're just everything they're making. The government is has a plan, yeah. and people, the citizens are the ones that are making it so easy. And so that's why when I saw this whole thing going on in Shasta County, I'm like, dang it! I think, I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you guys are the only county that is actually doing something. Like, I don't think yeah. any other county is recalling anyone else. No, and I, and I want to, th- yeah, thank you for noticing that because we're pretty proud of that. We really are. I mean, I, I think we've taken a stand here and we've said, look, we're going to make a difference. We want to create this blueprint for other counties to follow. We want to be the example, really not just for the, for the state, but for the country to follow. But the deal is this, and, and I want people to understand this who are watching, who are going to watch this podcast. We're not where we're at in Shasta County because our supervisors got us there. And this is a narrative yeah. now. This is what they're saying, right? Yeah. They're, 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 they're saying, saying they're, we took you through this pandemic. Well, yeah. You know, we made it so that you guys could be open. You know, we set the, the, the stage for you guys to be able to do what you're doing. No, that's bullshit. You know, it's all in spite, despite in spite of them. Yeah. What, what they were doing because well, people like us said, hey, no, you know, people well, like you. That's yeah. like that's like what the governor, um, that's another good example. So, May 1st, I went on Tucker Carlson, and I'm like, no. You know, a couple days before that, I was on CNN, and then I went on a bunch of local ones, right? And so literally two days after that, the governor's like, hey, May 25th, we're going to go ahead and open up barbershops and salons, right? Yeah. So people think that you, it doesn't make a difference, right? But but three or four days before I went on, he was saying, we're not even going to look at it until August. Right. And then when right. people see it and the pressure and like the popularity of it, like, oh, my gosh, this guy's, this guy's taking on the governor, right? Yeah. So... And you know, you start throwing around things like, "Hey, that's unconstitutional. That's unconstitutional. We're we're, we're free men. We're free." And they're like, "Oh crud! Like, let's try to like, okay, let's let's make it look like I gave exactly. it. Exactly. Like I'm helping them out. I said yeah, this right? the other day. So <laughs> I, I got Suspended. the first day permit in the state for a for an event for alcohol license. You know, for the Red Bluff Roundup. And I'm arguably again in, in the bar business the only guy that went head to head, or the first guy to go head to head with the governor. You know, literally when he called up here, you know, he was looking for me. They said, I want him, uh, they, I want Carlos Zapata criminally prosecuted if he stays open. I told him, screw himself. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to abide. I'm going to stay open. My employees need to work. I need uh, to provide for my family. So a, a lot like, like the stories here in this room. But I was also the first one to get a day permit. And I think it was the same thing. It was they knew we were going to do it anyway. So they wanted to be he got able tired to say, of look getting yeah, made out to yeah. be a jack wagon. Yeah. So he, yeah. Well, yeah. so they wanted to give me permission. Hey, no, I gave Carlos permission, right? I, I gave you know <laughs> Primo's Barbershop permission to stay open. Yeah. You know? Well, and I, I want to speak to that because that is what the opposition's saying here locally about the recall, right? Well, the supervisors, you know, they took us through it, and well, look, they didn't enforce it. Are you kidding me? So now you're saying we should reward leaders that are just apathetic and yeah. just say, well, I'm not going to listen to them. I'm, not, I'm just going to stand in the middle and be blah. They did not enforce it because, because anything about them. It was because law enforcement. It was, un- it was unenforceable. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Well, well, exactly. Here, so I, I just hate that of the opposition, you know, because yeah. like, it's such a short-sighted way of looking at it. Yeah. And I don't, well, I'm Ron, not, not going to succumb to that. Well, here's the problem with that. Ron, Ron was in a tougher area. Yeah, we're in yeah. a different area. So, so Vac- Culturally. Vacaville PD yeah. came in, and oh, so a lot of people don't know the backstory. I, to- I was friendly with the mayor of Vacaville, sure. and I'm like, hey, Ron, um, I'm going to open. I already went on the news and said I'm going to open. I'm going to open. I, I sure. know I'm not trying to rub you guys the wrong way. You guys do whatever you have to do. I understand, but I'm not afraid, and I'm just going to be open. You know, and, and I so May 1st, he's like, hey, man, can you move it to a different day? Like, Because that was a Friday. He's like, can you move it to Saturday, and then we won't come bug you until Monday? Like, let's. I'm trying to help you out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Ron, I already said what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I already put, I, I put my name out there. I put my a time frame on it. I'm going to do it. So you guys do whatever you got to do. I totally understand. I'm not mad, upset at you. So then him and the police chief get on the phone with me, and they're like, hey, man, look, look, look. Uh, we we kind of like what you're doing, but, but you know, we can't get behind it because, you know, we'll lose money from the state, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, guys, that's – I don't – you know, that that doesn't concern me. I'm just – I'm telling you I'm opening my shop. Yeah. You know, I'm a free man. I'm going to do it. And they're like, okay, well – 
we're gonna we're gonna send you a cease and desist, but it's just for like it's just for looks, and we won't send any uniform cops. We'll send it. To, we'll come to you on Monday. We'll leave you alone all weekend. Just tell the news like we're good. Like City of Vacaville's, you know, wants to see small business thrive. Just make us look good, and we'll just quietly give you this piece of paper on Monday, and that'll be that. You don't even right. have, like we. It's not even. It's real. It's not even a real piece of paper. <laughs> so then. Friday comes along. Friday morning, I open up. All the news people are there. Yeah, I'm open. Hey, City of Vacaville's great. Ron Rallett's a great guy. You know, I, I of course, I love our law enforcement. I used to be law enforcement. Blah, 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 blah. So they they wait around because they're thinking the cops are going to come. Like, everyone wants to see the scene, right? And it doesn't happen. And I in my mind, I'm like, it's not going to happen, guys. But go ahead and stick around, you know? Like, more publicity for me, right? <laughs> so maybe around right around noon, they all, like, take off. They're like, uh, the last guy took off. Man, I'm telling you, as soon as he turned the corner, that yeah. news van turned the corner, Vacaville PD swooped onto my shop like I was a criminal, like I was a felon. Jesus. You know, I used to do felony stops, so sure. I, I know the difference between pulling up to the curb and the, yeah. they're like, yeah, coming in right? hot. Yeah. They came in hot. They got out with their uniforms, a lieutenant and, you know, a sergeant or a regular guy get out and they come in and they, you know, like, hey, you know, you need to stop what you're doing. I need, uh, I need to give you this piece of paper. I'm like, well, I'm in the middle of a cut. Give me a second, right? So then I look at my guys. I'm like, hey, film this. Take pictures, sure. right? So I finish my cut, and I cut, they're kind of like awkwardly standing there, you know, and so. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, because I, I know. I'll be with you in a I'll minute. I'll be with you in a minute. Yeah. I know for yeah. a fact they have no enforcement powers of this. Right, you know right, I mean? right. And if they do, they're going to embarrass themselves. Now they know they're on video. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that this all happened because, again, I'm a super huge supporter of law enforcement. I used to be one of these guys, right? So, but, but I still have a. I wouldn't have done this if I was a cop, right? Well, and I want to talk about that for a second because I hear this a lot, right? And maybe you're right. It's different up here than it is down in the city. So when people say oh, law enforcement officers, man, they're on our side. They'll never enforce this stuff. Uh, I think, I think you know, you'd be surprised. I think it's probably yeah. about 50-50. I think it 50% is, yeah. of them will be for yeah. us, and then the yeah, other right. 50% are very career-minded and, you know, are about their own paychecks, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. yeah absolutely. Yep. But there's a picture of the, the same rights, you know, and you standing up. That's a micro picture of, hold on, I'm a free man. I'm doing my work here. Yeah, you don't have a ground to stand on, so now they wanted to reward folks like our supervisors who basically did that. Well, Same you know, thing. You know, we said, is- "Hold on, we got a business to run." And they said, "Okay, well, we'll just kind of stand here." Yeah, it's awkward, the same. It's the same illustration. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the you other- didn't you didn't lead the people to be free. Right, you took that stance. Well, that's yeah. funny because most people don't know their rights. Honestly, like most people are like, oh, "Is it that the truth?" Well, yeah. like, oh, probation came. Okay, well, they must be in charge. You're like, probation has nothing to do with my not business. Not on probation. Yeah, no. get out of here. You know what my mean? wife says yeah, it all exactly, the time. Yeah. You know, people say, hey, I just don't want to get in trouble. My wife says, what do you mean get in trouble? Like, is there some corner they're going to put you in? Like, yeah. Uh, like, what's what that even the mean? Yeah. The best what thing is the trouble? The best thing is the trouble. Let's yeah. really yeah. define yeah. that yeah. before exactly. you claim yeah. it. I, you know what I, you know, I realized real quickly? The best thing that could have ever happened is if they would have taken me off in cuffs. <laughs> I would have been like that. that A martyr, a hero. Dude, I would have. my GoFundMe would have gone to a million bucks in a day. I would pray, like, please, baby Jesus. Let them come arrest me. I'll ask my baby mama to put money in my books. I'll do whatever I got to do. Well, and I love getting this word out because it is like you get get played like, oh, they're uneducated. They don't get the science and all this Uh, stuff. It's like, come on. These are smart people. These are people that have been through it that are standing on their own two feet and moving forward. The FBI came into my shop two weeks ago. You too? Yeah. (laughs) They came came into my shop and I thought they were state boarded for sure because they're outside and they're they're looking. They look nervous. Young lady, uh, probably like 30, and then an older guy, maybe like he's 40, and they they finally come in. I wonder if it was the same ones from up here. Do they cover that area? Because like a light skinned black girl and oh, like no, a no, blonde no. a blonde guy. Anyway, so he, he comes oh, in. Oh, you're racist. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> he comes in, right? And they're like, "Hey, can we talk to you? Are you taking a lunch break?" I'm like, "I'm in the middle of a cut." <laughs> and they're like, "Well, can we talk to you?" I'm, I'm like, working. Well, okay. What is this about? And who are you? And they're like, "Oh, well, well I'm with the FBI, and this is about um, you know the the national state." Take, or, you know, like the insurgency or whatever. Yeah. The insurrection. Donald, insurrection, thank yeah. you. So this oh, is about the insurrection. Gosh. I said, well, that has nothing to do with me, and I don't have a statement for you. So if you don't have a warrant or you're not detaining me, then you guys can leave my shop. Thanks and have a nice day. And they're just literally turned around and left. But people don't know that they can do that. Right. Right. They came to my house. I told they? them the same thing. They came to my house, and I said, you know what? I don't feel comfortable talking to you guys without a lawyer. They said, who's your lawyer? I said, I'll let you know when I have one. Right. You know, And then they were on their way. It was friendly. I wasn't an asshole to them. It was no, just, and you know, they weren't rude. And, I, I was respectful, I was, and... And I think they probably did not want to be there, but then they showed up at Woody's shop a few weeks after that. I told I told them, uh, I said, hey, man, I 
we've got a way higher approval rating up here than you guys do just so you yeah. know you know and they they were they were mellow though they didn't yeah i mean I'm like, they were fine uh, my brother joe is um he's a marine and he's and, running for office correct yeah he just he just lost took second place okay so anyways he's a gs15 with a um department of state you know mm. high ranking dude you know yeah. and so i call him like dude what why would they and he's like oh man i heard something about like a logo thing so like if someone was at the insurrection and they had like a primo shirt because we came we, sure. we've pushed out millions of these shirts sure. now yeah and then they're like they might have like logoed it and been like oh let's figure out what that is you know what i mean and they look yeah. me up and they're like oh this guy's an a-hole anyways let's go talk to him yeah yeah now, maybe it was him <laughs> <laughs> this guy, the leader of the insurrection yeah. that's right i know so, little did we know so tell us tell us what happened in the end oh so backville pd came in and so 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 basically the mayor and the chief of police lied to me mm -hmm. so then so i call i text the 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 mayor, I'm like, hey, dude, you're. And I sent him the picture that we took. I'm like, these guys just came in. He's like, well, were they polite? I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. You know? And he's like, well, and so then Vacville, the city of Vacville put the cease and desist order on Facebook and a link, a link to it. And then they sent it out to every news station in the surrounding area. So they did it like the set, like this. They were like, probably got a call from Lieutenant. Hey, it's served. Boom, it went out, right? Yeah. So, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to post this. I, you know, like, I, maybe this is, maybe I misunderstood, you know. But then everyone starts calling me like, dude, they're, you're all over the, you know, the internet, Vacaville PD. I'm like, they're, they're saying that they serve you a cease and desist. You're on the, new, like, the papers, like, everyone can see it. It's not like a private thing, right? So then I, boom, I, po I post about, I send the pictures of Vacaville PD. I'm like, oh, this is what we get. Like, sure. this is what's going on, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, you guys think that it's not going to happen, but it's going to happen, right? Everyone in town started calling Vacaville PD. They blocked up all the 911 calls. Finally, the Vacaville PD comes in like, hey, can you take that post down, please? Like, this got out of hand. Like, you know, we, we're just the servers. Like, mm. I'm like, this could have been s mailed to me by, you know. Yeah. You know, you didn't oh, yeah. need to do this. I'm like, you guys put yourself on, out yeah, it's there. It's a spectacle. And so it makes, it makes me look like I'm non, a non-supporter of law enforcement. It makes them look like they're non-supporter of me. So, so now it creates this, like, Beef with Vacaville. Well, PD. this is what they want, right? I feel like they want to pin good people against each other, yeah. you know. And, well, I mean, that's and that's the problem with PD right now. Like they're burning, they're burning the candle from both ends. You got the the regular people that just hate cops, mm -hmm. right? Uh, your BLMers, your Antifa's, your and sure. they're just you're left. Just everyone hates the cops right now. It's a mm -hmm. tough job, right? Yeah. But now you're you're making criminals out of good citizens, right? Yeah. And you're enforcing things like you're shutting businesses down, and you're you, and you see it all over the news, all over mm -hmm. the state of California. They're yeah. using cops to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So now, like good people that are are the natural supporters of law enforcement, now mm -hmm. we're like, you mm -hmm. Gestapo's, you yeah, know, like yep, you, yep. you traitors, you traitor, you I, traded me when you guys are releasing thousands of inmates, mm -hmm. and when these prisoners are getting money to <laughs> while they're in prison, and I can't get a dime, and, and so you're trading these. You're tra you're trading wokeness over me, yeah. over a guy who served his country, over a guy who stood online with you, yeah. not even a couple years ago, and you're trading that. Yeah. Like yeah. then you know what? I don't support you. I don't support this. Well, and don't play that victim card. Well, we're just delivering it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, don't play yeah. that. Yeah. I, I don't accept that. I, yeah, that's what I said. I'd rather you come in and say, hey, I really believe in this cause. I think you're making people sick. Here's your ticket. Here's your citation. Here's your punishment. You know, I, I'd respect that over. The guy goes, hey, you know, I'm on your side, and this kind of sucks. I'm like, dude, quit being a pussy. Stand up for yourself. Exactly. And, and you know what? And your boss, your boss at the end of the day has to respect that. Otherwise, you have to go get a new boss. You know? Right. And well, I understand. We all have to make a living. I, I get that. Standing on principle right yeah. now. Well, so, you got to do it. So long story short, so that was May 1st. All the way till like, September, I became like this. Like, everyone was like, at first, everyone was like, fuck you. I hope you die. You yeah, know, I hope your kids die crazy. of COVID. Yeah. I hope everyone. But then I I know, so Tucker, much hate. <laughs> Tucker Carlson happened that night, and they put a picture up of the cops, you know? And boom, it became like America. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my yeah. God, you're like, you're one of us. You know, like, oh, we want. So everyone started sending me like money, patches, coins. You know, it yeah. was really cool for yeah. a minute, right? Yeah. And we stayed open, and no, everyone left us alone. Nothing happened. Now we're legally allowed to be open. Fast forward to September, and the state serves, serves me with like, um, like, Basically, like we're taking you to court to, take, to revoke your license. So, now, I, yeah, tell me about that. Did they revoke your license? Yeah. So as of now, you know, I went to court like three times, appealed it, whatever, whatever. So as of this second, I'm not legally allowed to cut hair, and I'm not legally allowed to own the Vacaville location. I can still own my other locations, but I lost my Vacaville location establishment, oh, your establishment license, license yeah. and I lost uh, my barber's license, so I can't cut legally. 
Well, you know, I don't ever go into a restaurant and ask to see their their license. I don't ever go into a barber shop and say, "Hey, let me see your barber's license." You right, know? right. If you give a good haircut, give give a good haircut. Well, that's what I you said. Know? I'm like, uh, unless you guys plan on cutting off my hands, yeah, I, I'm a craftsman, and this yeah. is my this is my skill. Like so a, I don't care what you say. Well, and 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 anybody can cut anybody's hair. Right. You just can't charge for charge it. Charge them, yeah. License. So if you could just put a donation bucket out, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So how do yeah. you handle? Well, it I did. I did do that. I I went and cut um for free. In front of the city city hall, yeah, right? I, love that. I did two days That's of awesome. free cutting. I made five thousand dollars in two That's days great. of donations. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. like, damn, dude! I wish they would have. <laughs> get into the donation business. I'll just you know? do this That's two awesome. days. Of, I'll just do this two days. Two of, days. Uh, but good, good on people, yeah. right? And this is the spirit of the the American person, the man and woman who says, you know what, I believe in the cause and I'm willing, you know, to pay with my pocketbook to support a cause. And I think that's a fantastic thing. I mean, that's a, that's a great American and ideal. It's a, it's a picture of it's not the minority. Those are movers and shakers if they're coming to a free haircut and putting down dollars. You know, at least they did that and support. And well, it, and, and, it, and, and there's it, all kinds of things. Like, you know, I could sell Woody my shop, right? And Woody can own the shop. Sure. You know? Or I could sell my brother the shop. Yeah. Or someone could form an LLC and I could sell the LLC my shop. Yeah. You know, and there's I could, a lot of ways and I could be a 98% shareholder of that LLC. Sure. Right. You know, like... So, I mean, have, have you noticed that it's it's never the people who you look up to, right? I, I say it's because we're under attack. And even in the last week, man, we've been under a lot of personal attack, uh, not just for our organization, but on personal levels, you know? But it's never people that I look at and go, oh, shoot, man, that person is really successful. And, and, and I want their, their approval, you know, in my life. It's always the losers. It's always the people <laughs> that don't have two fucking nickels rubbed together. That their lives falling apart in shambles. Nobody oh, yeah. likes them. You know, they're 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 such a small group. This element of people who, who they must have all day just to be on their phones, or on their keyboards, bored. To talk shit. They're bored. They're they're, they're, they're yeah. bored as fuck. Oh, and, yeah. and 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 here's the deal. It's never, ever, ever a person. I look and go, hey, you know what? That person really has her shit together, yeah, and I right. feel bad that they don't like me. Yeah. No. no, <laughs> you know? no. Like their disapproval, to me, is actually encouraging. I'm like, I'm yeah. glad those people don't like what we're doing. Well, you know, you know? And, and the people that are good that do support it, I mean, like, so, like I said, we got we got probably like $70,000 in donations and blah, blah, blah. Well, so at, before September, maybe like August, like two weeks before I got served, I'm like, well, I'm not going to use this money. Like, I put it all aside. You know, I'm like... I feel embarrassed to have this money. I don't want to like act like I needed the money because I actually made more money cutting hair those months than I ever sure. made, right? Because we were the only we were the only gig in town, right? Yeah. The only, yeah. So we so we profited from that, right? You take the risk, you're gonna you're gonna profit. So then, so I gave all that money away. I gave you know um, six thousand dollars to this police. Um, sports league. Where yeah. it's all- I, I did the same thing for our, for our right. grand opening. You know, they, they gave me so much grief. I said, you know what? Let's go. Let's donate everything we make. So I donated yeah. it all, right? And so yeah. then and then we get hit with these these things and like people are like well just use the money you got for a lawyer i'm like well two things i i don't need a lawyer because if i'm going to be in court and they're going to take it away from me i want it to be me on the transcript that says you know fuck this yeah you know and and i'm not going to waste twenty thousand dollars for a system that's already rigged yeah you know i mean it's it's rigged it's rigged it's rigged so i love i wrote down these words not afraid you said earlier and i think at the end of the day that's the message is we're not afraid. I'm not afraid. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid to be personally attacked because I know that's a fight that will win. I'm not afraid to keep my business open because I know that's my right. I'm not afraid to be a patriot, to be an American, and to, and to voice, you know, what I what I believe in. You know, and this is, I think, the message that people need to take away when they watch these kinds of podcasts, these kinds of uh, messages, to say, you know what, we're just simply not afraid. What 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 divides us, if anything divides us, what separates us from you, is the fact that you're scared and we're not. Right. And I think they hate that. They wish. I think they lay, a bit, lay in bed at night wishing, man, I wish I had the guts that these guys have. I wish I had that kind of moral courage to be able to stand up for myself. But they don't. So the easiest option after that, when you can't you know, dig up that gravel in your guts, is to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to put you down for being different. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. a problem we're running into. Well, yeah. and that's, that's the thing, too, is like this, this nation is built on rebellion. Mm-hmm. We're, a rebellious, we're a rebellious people. We're a rebellious nation. And we're not gonna stand. We're not gonna stand, and we, and we shouldn't. And that's our history, and people need to remember that. We're not under the queen, yeah, brother. We don't need. <laughs> yeah. We don't need tyrants. We don't need, yeah. and we're not gonna stand for it. And but we are rare. Like you said, like you know, like it's it's funny. Like the people that that I seek out now are like me, mm-hmm. the ones who are getting yep. shit on. The mm-hmm. ones because yep. those are my heroes now. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not like the people who are super successful and and and, and have the connections that are able to brush everything off and keep yeah, on yeah, moving. It's sure. the people that. 
are struggling because those are the real Americans. Those are the guys I want to be around. Sure. That's the circle. And, I want and to there's be a lot of those business owners that have said, and and now the supervisors are le- leveraging that as their case to stay in office. All these yeah. business owners that mustered the courage to say, "I'm open," and now they're saying, "Well, see, we let you be open because we didn't enforce it." It's yeah. just such garbage. When you're, you, you, that's a dig on that rebellious free spirit that drives it's, all. The of problem us. is that that America as a whole, as well, they have a two week attention span max <laughs> sure do. max yeah. Yeah. i mean we don't even know about that that ape that everyone was crying about a couple years yeah. ago right i mean who cares about that but man that was like the, everyone's on everyone's lips right and no one cares that my barbershop is closed down really literally yeah. no one in my town yeah. has gone to the mayor and been like you got you know because of your cease and desist mm-hmm. you know Primo's Vacaville shut down. How dare you guys? How dare you yeah. do that? Because you know why? Because all the other shops are allowed to be open now. Sure. Right? right. So so no one cares. Mm. Like they're like, man, I mean, that's cool. Like, I'm sure the other barbershops that told on me now are like, damn, he I'm glad he did what he did because we're sure. cool now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh man, I wish I would have uh, you know, like he, you they, know what? They Juan, can thank you. They might be like, Juan might have been right, but he, what he did was he didn't do it the right way. Yeah, that's what they yeah. say. Oh, trust yeah. me. Our, our uh, stories gosh. are also parallel here, you know, yeah. with, with the bar and the gym and everything else, you know, yeah. where you know, But I'm the only barber in the entire state of California. I'm the only shop in the state of California. The only one that's been revoked because of this, right? Mm-hmm. So so I, I called um Dodd, he's one of my state assemblyman. I'm like, so I call him and I'm like, Hey man, so are you guys going to do anything about this? Aren't you outraged that one of your constituents has singled out? I got singled out. I've lost my business. I'm a Marine Corps veteran. You know, I'm a former law enforcement officer. Like, doesn't this like, like, doesn't this raise a red flag for you guys? Don't you feel like you should go to bat, go talk to the state board? And they're like, well, I mean, there's a process to do everything. I'm like, yeah, they're so weak. Yeah. I know there's a process and I know that you're, elected an elected official and I'm your constituent. So there's also another process. Yeah. But you guys are unwilling to do it like because yep. it's because they everyone cowers to the state. Right man, I I, I pray that this recall happens. I pray that Shasta County recall happens. And some somewhere it needs to happen, it needs to stick and it needs to it needs yeah. to you know it needs to rattle the cage. Yeah. yeah. And you, it only takes one place. It only takes one restaurant. It only takes one mm-hmm. barbershop. It only takes one place to sue Gavin Newsom and win. And then we all win, right? That's it only a, takes one county to recall these 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 people who are, who refuse to to represent us correctly. Mm-hmm. It only takes one county, and then and then the dominoes will start falling. Well, we're gonna yeah. see it done here. I'm confident. You know, I mean, we're moving in the right direction. And I keep saying, even if the recall doesn't happen, which I really believe it will, we still win because at this point, they know they're accountable to us. They know we're watching them. They know that the power has shifted now from them to the people. But we have to get these recalls done because there cannot be this kind of action without recourse, and, and that's what we're providing. I think we're uh, out of time now. Man, Listen, I want to oh, thank you, brother. I want to thank, thank you for yeah, coming, thank coming you, here, Juan, and, and awesome. let's do this again soon. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. I'm, I'm down and to come And you need anything from us, yeah. you know, let, let, let's work together. I think yeah. uh, I got, the state gave me some free time. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate right. it, man. All right, guys. Thanks, Thanks Juan. Guys.